and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Seibs. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Broen. His name is Michael Seibs. I'm Jeremy Broen at Dynasty Madman on the Twitter box. And Shane is back. And Shane is Shane back. Manila. Hi, everyone. Uh, you might know me from such podcasts as the Dynasty Trades HQ. Um <laughs> Uh, I missed last week. Uh, Love it. Yeah, but just uh, real quick, wanted to thank everyone that uh, shot me DMs this week and uh, text messages and just, you know, general good vibes on Twitter. I appreciate it. Um, You know me. I'm pretty much an open book. Everybody knows my shit. Uh, Where'd Uh he go? Wait, where'd he go? Right when he said that, we lost him. There he is. I'll add him back. Okay. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. Shane, what Finish happened? Yeah, Shane, it, what yeah. happened? <laughs> Show him out of practice, clearly. I, uh... <laughs> you miss one week, and then, and then you don't oh, you know, know what I don't doing? know what buttons to hit. Um, it's all very confusing. But no, I just, uh, just come back to the point. Just wanted to thank everyone that shot me DMs and uh, text messages and just uh, well wishes on Twitter. Greatly appreciate it. Greatly need it. And uh, yeah, you know, most of you know me, know me. So you know what's going on. Yeah. Um, no one's dying, but, you know, happy thoughts. Uh, it's funny because I used to always think when people would shoot, like, messages out to people, I'm like, eh, whatever. I don't think that really helps. Um, <laughs> but then when you're actually on the receiving end of it and you're like, oh, wait, that actually does make me feel better. So just I appreciate it from everyone. That's awesome. And we all love you. And, and it has been a great outpour for you. So we're all here for you. And we're happy to have you back. You know, well, one thing that's funny, you know, we usually talk about some news and whatever. And, and this past week, we, we had uh, D went on and we talked about XFL. But one of the things that was put out on the internet last night by uh, our friend Shane Swagger, uh, he put out a poll asking who is the most difficult person to trade with in Dynasty Trades HQ. And the poll had Shane, myself, and Jeremy. And uh, the the results were kind of uh, telling, huh? I mean, I don't know because <laughs> I looked at it after a while and it looked like um, Shane was uh, more difficult to trade with than you, which no. I don't think that's the case you know it is funny right now as as of right now shane it is funny as of this exact moment with 93 votes yes you are 31 percent and i'm 24 percent. so well you know what that is (laughs) i guarantee you that's at least 19 to 86 people that have made a trade with me and then immediately gotten that message that says Dude, I did not mean to accept that. Can you please send that back? You did that to me. You know, it is. You did that to me several times. It is funny. I never even put that into consideration that maybe that did happen with Shane. It does happen a lot. But it does make it difficult. Right now, Shane's easier to trade with than Mike Sykes. I mean, that does make it difficult when you make a trade with someone and you have no idea if it's going to (laughs) stick. You trade so much more often than everyone else. Though. It is funny. I I put out like a a very like lengthy answer for each one of us, you know. And but it is funny though if you look at it. No matter what, since the day the poll went up, 
Jeremy has totally been the winner by like a mile. I mean, I think it's true though. Like, I mean, people just have the, I'm, I'm a pain in the ass to trade with. That's the thing. It's not, it's not anything to brag about, but it is true. Yeah. It's hard to trade with me than anyone else. You know what? I actually make it a point to, to make your trading experience with me difficult. Like I I was trying to trade. I was trying to get. I was trying to get Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, and then you traded Samuel's away. You traded Curtis Samuel's away, and you ruined it for me. So I had no reason to trade with you. I have Curtis Samuel. Away in the league we're talking about. No, you traded him away in the league we're talking about. It's it's been a couple years. It's been a couple years of doing this, and Shane and I have done probably a dozen trades in 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 all the different leagues. But the two of you uh, once. Times. No, you've traded. done it once that stuck. You've done a no. couple that didn't stick. Two, three, four times now, for sure. No, like, we, I got we, Herbert from two. Two, 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 two. Is it two? <laughs> it's two or three. No, it's literally two. <laughs> in five oh years. No, wait, wait, wait. Let me. It hasn't been five years. It's been at least what? three years <laughs> across probably 10 leagues. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I don't even know. I've lost count how many trades Shane and I have done. But I, I you know, it, what's really funny about this poll, and I told uh, Shane Swagger that we mentioned it on the show. There was there was quite a few people that m- made comments that said Jeremy, and it's no question, or Jeremy, and it's very easy to say Jeremy. Like it's like so funny how many people said it. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. I told you guys before, it's not something I'm proud of, but it's true. If I lose that poll. <laughs> Oh, you've laugh. lost it. No question. Lose, you've lost no, I mean, it. If I were to like, if, if it were to like finish, like you're the most difficult, Mike, and Shane's the second most and I'm the third most, I would laugh because that's so not true. Well, right, right at this exact second with five days left, you're 45%, Shane's 31% and I'm 24%. So you are, yeah, you're winning it right now. I gotta, I gotta find this poll and then I gotta, <laughs> I gotta reach out to my people. <laughs> well, listen, you know, making tra- making trades, we all have a good time with it and everything. And that's part of why we have our guest tonight. Our, our guest tonight is uh, Izzy from Izzy. the Dynasty Trades uh, Calculator. Yes. Uh, go ahead, J- Jeremy, you were saying. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying it's Izzy, the pharaoh of fantasy um, from DTC Calculator. That's his thing. Uh, Izzy El Cafes, right? Shane? Izzy El Cafes. <laughs> either way Izzy's going to be on tonight and he'll let everybody know too but uh, but yeah so we were very excited to have him on tonight and uh, he's going to be coming on our show he's actually in a hotel he's uh, out of town right now so he'll be coming on so um we did want to mention that poll. I think it's funny. Shane is looking for it right now to kind of vote on it. But but Jeremy, while Shane's looking at it, why don't we get Izzy on the phone and let's uh, get him in the room and let's uh, start this show. Let's do it, man. While Izzy's joining us, I wanted to tell everybody about the HQ3. We're The three of us are trying to get HQ3 running, which is our third listener league. Right. And we want to tell our listeners how you can join. Send yeah. an email to... Dynasty Trades HQ Pod at gmail.com. Dynasty Trades HQ Pod at gmail.com. Tell us why you want to be in the listener league. It's probably to kick Shane's ass. That's why we are in it. <laughs> um, include a brief bio about yourself just to make it interesting and let us know what your fantasy football history is just so we can decide who should be in HQ3. 
Yeah, and I think this is the last week we're going to do it. We've got a lot of responses, and uh, we're going to give you guys another week, and then by Tuesday, we're going to make the announcements of next week of who we did pick. And uh, it looks like we've got... um, it looks like we got Izzy in the room, so let's go to Izzy. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's just like every other time. People don't get to hear what happens in between bringing the guests in, but we do have Izzy. Our guest is in, and Shane demands that he gets to introduce him. So Shane, well, that's because go he's ahead. impatient. He's impatient. He's always to, impatient. Sorry. Go I ahead, Shane. Demand. I'm just uh, super excited. Um, <laughs> To have okay. this guest on. Do it. I got to be honest with you. I probably wouldn't have gotten out of my um, crying closet if uh, there was any other guest, but Izzy Alcafeas, the Pharaoh Fantasy uh, uh, DTC uh, trade calculator. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say about the guy. He's a, a living legend. At DTC um, underscore Izzy E, and he is a legend. He is, and he's easily one of my favorite podcast hosts. Um, on one of my favorite podcasts and one of my favorite people on Twitter, Twitter and, and one of my uh, favorite people on Twitter for sure. That's the thing sure. about him. I mean, that draws you to his podcast because he's just interesting. He, he, I, I told him once, you know, 90% of the stuff that he tweets, I actually agree with just, I happen to agree with it. I had no idea. I'm like, ah, oh, this is guy. I have to follow him. And I just keep liking and retweeting his stuff. And I'm like, you know what? We have to talk to this guy sometime like at length. This guy's good. So Izzy, and that's a sure. great that's a great introduction. Quick, one more, one more <laughs> yeah. introduction part to Izzy though. Shane wasn't um, done. I'm I so guess so. Done. I guess Shane needs I was to keep to really going. Butter him up. Um, <laughs> so Izzy might not know this, but um, I, I think I told Jacob Brick Road when he was on. But of the two people in fantasy football, fantasy football, Twitter, the whole industry, whatever, two of the first people that I ever geeked out about actually talking to me. And uh, and then following me, uh, Izzy was one of the two. It was him and Jacob. Uh, and I still remember looking at my tweet. And this is so long ago that I actually thought out my response to him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's Izzy. Yeah. Uh, very excited to have him on. So yeah, Izzy, big, that that was a big introduction, but yeah, welcome to the that. show. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can live up to the hype. <laughs> well, even though we said all these great things about yeah. you, why don't you let our listeners know a little bit about yourself? I, I got a question first. Um, I need to know who Mandy is and what makes her so nasty. <laughs> no, it says Ma- the, for the listeners who don't know, we're using a new program like we did last week. And Jeremy's name is Madman Dynasty. But when he uses the wrong oh, capital oh, letters, it says hilarious. Mad Mandy Nasty. That was I was going to say, I, I, I want to know who Mandy is. Let's, let's get her on. Unfortunately, it's Jeremy. She is a trucker. Uh, she is one of those strippers you see at like a truck stop that's all methed out with one oh tooth, and it's not even hers. No, unfortunately, it's Jeremy. It's not even that. Okay. So, okay, but all right, yeah. that's so funny. One of these days, people will get to see this image and they'll see that name yeah. under Jeremy's face. <laughs> okay, so sorry, you were asking me uh, to do something else. What was I supposed to do here? To tell people about yourself. <laughs> oh, God. It's it's really not that interesting. Um, I first got into the industry. Um, well, Hurley and I were, we used to smoke hookah Friday nights before we had kids and all the crazy stuff. So we'd go to the hookah bar and smoke hookah and uh, it's tobacco, not not weed for the kids yeah. out there. And um, 
we would always argue about dynasty trades and the whole thing. We've we've had a long running dynasty league, and uh, we said, well, there's no there's no trade calculator out there. We're pretty smart guys. Uh, we know what we're doing. Uh, let's build it out. And uh, we started building out the calculator, and I didn't think it would ever take off. So I started writing for DLF, and I, I wrote like maybe six articles. Uh, I just so busy with work that I couldn't really get into it and really kind of give everything I had into the dynasty world. But I, I did dabble in some articles, and then we launched. Then we met John Mosier on Twitter uh, as we were launching kind of our website, and we hit it off with him, and we kind of made him a partner before we even did anything. We just say, hey, you're a partner of ours. And <laughs> I didn't think it would mean anything. It was just kind of like a label. Hey, you're a partner of ours. Hey, it sounds awesome. We're never going to make money, but you're a partner. And we started putting money into development of the calculator and making it look pretty and starting to figure out the math behind it and so on and so forth. And it's just taken off. So now I'm kind of I'm full time job, but I do part-time with our calculator. I mean, it, right now it's pretty self-sufficient. There's a lot of grinding at the beginning and um, now there's just maintenance and we've continued to develop over time and we just launched some new updates recently. Uh, so this is a good timing for us to talk because I'm sure you guys got questions on that potentially. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it's it's been good. It's It's been five years since I've been around, uh, six years, five or six years. Yeah. And uh, it's it's been it's flown by i can't believe it's even been that long i was just actually i had dinner with nick whalen which some people might know that's listening to the show and we were talking about us writing together at dlf and we're like yeah i can't believe that was five years ago it's nuts <laughs> it, it absolutely is how long have you done a podcast we're uh i think we our first show was november of 2016. Hmm. so it's been three and a half years almost three and a quarter. Um, I think we're a hundred and well, it's gotta be more than that. Maybe it's November of 2015 because wow. we're, we're four years. We're, uh, we're 170 shows in roughly and we don't record every week. So that's four years right there. So we're a little over four years. Yeah. yeah we're this is episode 113 that you're on for us. We started in December, in December, two years ago. So we're two years and two months in. Yeah. Okay. So you, week, you week. So what was you're on 113? Yeah, uh -huh. this is 113. Yeah. yeah, this episode. You guys record every week though. Correct. Yeah. 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 We do and uh what so what updates has the calculator had? Oh, I'm um, sorry Michael, is that one of my questions? No, 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 no. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to you sorry. Know, That's a perfect question. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, man. We're yeah, going to So we did some cool stuff. Um we linked uh MFL with DTC in terms of if you have an MFL league and you have a DTC subscription, you could pull import your league's trade information, your league's trade window, and you can essentially create a offer from the Dynasty Trade Calculator website. That's so cool. So I link <laughs> That's my really cool. I link, I link my league from MFL or my team from MFL to DTC. Yeah, the calculator, and I can make an offer from. Yeah, you can import. Calculator. Yeah, you can imp you can hit. There's a little button that says import league, and as long as it's linked, yeah. you can import it, and it'll pull up your team, all the values of the players on your team, and then right. the opposition. You can pick whatever team that you want to offer a trade with, and you can see all of their players and all their trade values 
on the same screen. So analyze it, it, yeah. It makes it just so much easier to look and see. Okay, here are the players. Here's where a reasonable offer might what reasonable offer might look like. Um, and essentially, the the trade calculator is designed for. I would say somebody more on the novice side of things. I don't think yeah. you know people that are tenured in dynasty and know what they're doing, or maybe not know what they're doing, but think they know what they're doing. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> they may not. They might not use it for the same reasons that somebody that's new to dynasty, like that. We essentially created for people that admittedly don't know what they're doing, so they need help. Even if you do right. know what you're doing, though, you can use it as like a frame of reference to oh, see. Oh, it's great. That's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. Would you use it much like, um, you know, we use ADP just to kind of get a sense for right. where people might mm-hmm. be drafting players yeah. to give a framework for where we might want to, you know, draft early or wait yeah. on certain players. Wouldn't we be able to use that in conjunction with what we're already doing? With yeah. Training? Yeah. So I, I think what how I, I think every single level of dynasty player uses it but they use it for different reasons sure okay so the novice people use it because they don't have a frame of reference on what anything what any of the values really are like there's not enough long-term experience for you to yeah. gather and say okay totally. this is yeah. this is what players are valued and i know what it is i don't i don't have you don't have that as a novice so we kind of provide hey here's the market value for you if somebody offers you a trade just run it by this calculator if it's you know, 10 or 20% off, you can decide whether you like the deal. But sometimes you see trades that are so lopsided, it's insane. <laughs> if you use the calculator, you probably shouldn't be doing a deal like that. Um, it's supposed to be a market valuation. Yeah. Uh, and then you have on the other end of the spectrum, you have the very experienced dynasty players. They should be using it to actually make reasonable offers. Uh, I think the biggest, the quickest way to alienate yourself and others is to send bogus trade offers, which happens all the time so at this point you don't have any excuses like if you use our trade calculator and you look it up and and you can see a reasonable offer being made right then yeah you then you can actually back it up and say okay you may not like the trade but it's not egregious and here's why because i'm using this as my barometer i'm not trying to offend you so on and so forth instead of sending a uh you know i i want chris goddard and i'll give you ty hilton in a third like no you know (laughs) right so, no. Yeah, so, so everybody is going to use it for a different purpose, and we we put inside the calculator. I think this is the biggest thing. People don't like calculators because people use it against others. Mm-hmm. And I will say it's not there to be black and white because there's so many different variables that no no tool could ever, you know, collect and say sure. here are all the variables in your league. You know, even something like you. I see uh, an Ohio State hat. So you are you a Browns fan? I am. Yeah. Okay. So you're a Browns fan, right? So if you have a league full of Browns players or for full of Browns fans, the league is going to value Browns players like Baker Mayfield and Superflex a lot more than a league perhaps in Washington. Yeah. It's like a microcosm of things. Yeah. So like, there are, can't capture. right. There are little variables throughout every league that you should be using, not just say, here's the trade calculator, this is all that matters, right? There's so many different things and people bring the trade calculator and use it against me and it's like, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a tool. I agree with the evaluation. I understand it's market value. I get that. I think it's a very appropriate trade that you offered me, but I don't like it because X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Right. Does, does, do you have the I'm ability to, to take- I'm gonna cut uh, you off, Michael. Of I'm course you are, you go ahead. 
Go ahead, cut me off. You know, he has a deeper point. voice, so he gets to do whatever he wants. Yeah, that's, that's he just one. thinks he gets to do whatever he wants, yeah. but go we, ahead. It, it's kind of like our spoiled children. We yeah, just let fine. him do whatever he wants. <laughs> it's fine. I'll ask you my yeah. question after. Go ahead, Shane. But no, I, mean, I was just saying, uh, you know, Izzy says that a lot of people use it against you. I do wish even seasoned players would use it sometimes because it would stop some of the T.Y. Hilton and a third round pick for Chris, Chris Godwin offers that you receive. So um, and it's pretty cheap, too, right? Is It's not yeah. super expensive. Yeah. So it, it, um, it used to be two. I think it was two, five, ten. So two for the month, five for the quarter and then ten for the year. Uh, we changed it to three, seven, fifty, and fifteen. Uh, but if you are a DTC member and you were, if you, you basically grandfathered into the price, so if you got it at two five ten, you'll always get it at two five ten. We're not changing. Wow, really? That. Yeah, yeah. I, Dude, that's, we that's awesome the, business model. Yeah, we refuse to to up the price on the people that were with us from the beginning. So they're going to get anything that we ever do in the future, as long as they've never canceled their subscription. So. That's the thing. If you've stayed with us from the beginning and you could have canceled and re-upped, but as long as you've been re-upped before we did the launch, you're going to get the grandfathered rates. You obviously come from the business world. You yeah. definitely yeah. could talk to Verizon and uh, DirecTV and give <laughs> some of the other cable companies and just yeah. let them know that the right business model is to treat your long-term customers with some respect. I've always That's wondered great. that. I've always wondered that. Like, yeah, if you switch over from cable to DirecTV, you get, you know, Sunday ticket for free. But if you've been with us for 15 years, you can yeah, go no. kick rock. No, you, yeah. You, you, you can kick rocks, exactly. I've been with DirecTV since DirecTV started, and they, they don't care. Um, the, yeah. the question I was going to ask you when Shane so rudely interrupted me, um, when you were talking about the trade calculator, does it work? You said that there's a lot of different options, but does it work for people in like uh, salary cap and auction leagues and stuff like that where you have contracts and salaries and everything? Do you have a option for that? No. Uh, and, and the reason why is that I've never seen two salary cap leagues that are the same. Right. They're not. Yeah, no, you're so right. It, it, it would be, we would be, it would, it would just kind of be a make it would be a disservice to anybody that's using it. It wouldn't be accurate. And that's kind of the issue that we have with IDP right now. That's that was IDP, my second question was IDP. That's what I was like, just going to ask you. I don't think we can create the calculator that can give an honest representation of IDP value because there are so many different nuances of IDP and scoring systems and, the difference some some idp leagues are heavier on the idp side than the than the yep. you know offensive side so how do we it's just it's so tough and it's so niche with salary cap leagues i would say i love salary cap leagues but i can tell you it it has little less to do with the trades you make in in salary cap leagues and more with the management of the salary cap anyway so absolutely it, the salary cap is what you're managing the contracts yeah. the numbers the dollars the player valuation player. is just is saturated because of the the, 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 the volume right. and the dollars, yeah. Some salary cap leagues are very, you know, the way that the rookie contracts are structured, you should be trying to get as many rookie contracts on the books. Some some uh, salary cap leagues have uh, opportunities for you to get outs from your contracts. Right. Some salary keeps are, are very stringent Rigid, on that. Yeah. So it's like, it, there's so much that goes into those leagues that we couldn't create a calculator that would actually honestly represent your league and the offers that you'd be making in that league so i think i think it'd be a slippery slope and any company that tried to you know i know dlf's out there you know uh, uh the dominator roto underworld's got one 
we have one dynasty 101 if anybody really came out with a salary cap calculator i think that would be i think it'd be a scam but yeah shane has a fake one that he pretends that he says that he has one but uh (laughs) no it's actually the uh the hq uh nominator i believe is the name i came up with and it's got a lot of moving parts (laughs) you guys don't understand it well there was one last one though izzy uh we you know you mentioned contract you mentioned idp what about rookies like do you have a, a designation for rookie picks as opposed to rookie players or does your calculator only work with the rookie names uh what do you mean by that exactly well like if you like when before before mfl rolled over this week where they put in the rookie names you were just pretty much trading rookie picks the 1.01 the 1.02 stuff like that now that it's flipped over now you've got the player names in the system so i was just wondering does your calculator take into effect uh rookie picks like uh the 1.01 the 1.02 or does it only work with the rookie names uh, it, it does it both. I mean, it has, well, that's what yeah, has the, okay. It, yeah. Yep. Has the, you know, all the draft picks and the rookie names and the whole, the whole shebang. And I will say the biggest question we get is why is, for example, why is the one one worth, you know, 31, but the highest rookie is only worth 27. And well, a lot of it has to do with the one one is always going to be more valuable than a single player because not yeah. there yeah. isn't a consensus one-on-one exactly so I that, got yeah, that makes sense to me so and i think that's the biggest thing and that's the thing a lot of people don't and this is why people should be using a trade calculator because they don't understand certain concepts like that some don't some do and they get it that, though wouldn't it if they yeah. use the calculator they might that might help teach them i i, yeah. I didn't even realize that was the case yeah that you you have it both of them in there the picks and the players and the valuations are different that's awesome um so yeah. Yeah. Again, another way that, um, you know, I don't want to say novices, but but those who want to get better at this game, Dynasty Football, can use this to get better. Yeah, I think it helps. At the very, at the very least, it's a guide. Um, even if you don't believe in some of the valuations and you don't think it's very accurate, it's just a guide to help make trade offers a little bit smoother and have better dialogue, I would say. That's yeah, awesome. a great tool, like a baseline for sure for people that might not have one already. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just to give some levity to certain situations too, where people ha- and we work with them and we play with them, <laughs> they have some crazy <laughs> thoughts about what players should be worth. <laughs> they're not yeah. they're not really accurate. No, I was going to say I've I've gotten points where I've looked at rosters. And say, I think I'm going to offer this, this, and this for that, that, and that. And then I'll I'll just double check in the calculator just to see what it's like. And I'm like, uh, maybe I need to add something right to make it cleaner. Um, so I I. I even somebody that's experienced to the level that you know I've had, I, I know Shane's been doing this a long time. I'm not sure about uh, if you guys have as well, but I know Shane. Both of us. Yeah, I, I, I've been I've been doing it since the I've been doing it since the 90s. Yeah, I've been playing okay, since so the 90s. You guys, you guys get it. I mean, sometimes you think, okay, this is probably the most reason. This is probably a pretty reasonable trade, and then you like really think about it, and you're like, ah, maybe not. So it's yeah. so hard. You know, sometimes when you're doing big packages to figure out, is this really a, a good trade? So, and, and you know, I never go at it like looking to rip somebody off. I know a lot of people are like, they, they actually celebrate it like it was, um, you know, a, a boon in the stock market and they just got a, a windfall. Uh, for me, it, that's not how I go at it. If I get something in return that I needed or wanted, um, you know, to make my team better, ultimately it made my team better. 
um, I'm willing to pay market value, sometimes more, because I think that that player that I'm getting is a, is going to appreciate, or you know, I, my belief is that they're going to you know gain value in some way or just become a better player for my team. And so I, I don't ever look at it like I want to rob somebody. It's just not my game. I'm not a big yeah. gambler like that either. It's more strategy for me and fun. I just love fantasy football. And and that's something that we want to get into too down the line here is just some of the strategies. Well, of course, using the calculator as part of it, but some of the strategies and trading that you can do, and especially this time of year, the off season, there, there are different things we can do now mm-hmm. you know, than in the regular season at other points in the season draft picks, draft capital, all, all sorts of things. And we definitely want to get your takes on that too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm more willing to, I take advantage of situations. So um, rookie draft picks come draft time. I will, you know, put feet <laughs> to the fire. I'll, I'll make you pay for them. Um, <laughs> when it comes to. You sound like Shane. Yeah, when it comes to like win now situations, if somebody wants a win now piece for me, I'm not just going to let you win now. You're going to have to pay the premium to get the win now piece. Um, yeah. It's just it's a time it's time value of money. So you know if worth if more you, now than I'm tomorrow. Not gonna, I'm not going to give you ten bucks now, and you're going to give me ten bucks in April. No, no, that's right. not how it works. It's just like I it's like interest. Exactly. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you ten bucks now, but I need thirteen bucks later. Like and that's kind of how I look at it. Um, but if it's like, if it's like for like, yeah, it should be pretty even, but if it's a future for a now, it should be, I should be getting a little bit more like sure. interest, right? Yeah, you have um, to, to cover that. My strategy now, I think the biggest mistake people make is, uh, they make trades between end of season and the rookie draft. Um, <laughs> I, I never, I never offer out trades between now and the rookie draft. And the reason why is, um, Unless I'm trading player for player. So if I mm-hmm. think player for player, great. But a lot of people, what they do is they trade player for picks. You should never trade player for picks between end of season and um, the rookie draft, right? The NFL draft. Uh, or excuse me, not the NFL draft, your rookie draft. And the reason for that is the picks are going to be more valuable yep. at the rookie exactly. draft. It just always is that way. And unless and, and most people aren't willing to trade picks now. So you're paying a premium to get those picks. So right now, you should not be acquiring picks. Once the season ends, the acquisition of picks, that's over. You're paying too big of a premium for it to be worth it. Okay. Uh, secondarily, with the players, you're going to be getting such a big discount trading your pick for players that you like come rookie draft time. Because people tend to overvalue the rookies that they want to get in the draft because somebody has fallen or they want to reach for somebody. So now you can get that player that you wanted back in February. You can get him in April for seventy-five cents on the dollar. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't I don't make any trades unless it's player for player right now. Um, anything with picks involved, I wait and I don't acquire any picks. Like that ship has sailed. The only thing I might consider doing is buying twenty twenty-one picks because people are more focused on 2020, but 2020 draft picks should not be moved between. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for now, for me personally, um, I've just never, I've never been in a draft where the value of a certain pick was less in February than it was in April and May 
and we're not getting fantasy points between then and now anyways. So what's the point? <laughs> no, I mean, you're, people are yeah. just impatient. You just got to be patient. What's that? Patience? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that doesn't work with Shane. <laughs> I, uh, I actually just made a trade in uh, the league that Izzy and I are in together, the Ultimate Podcast Dynasty League or some variation of that name. A lot of names. We're all in that, right? With you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're in it too. Yes, yes. Um, we allow you to manage our Izzy, team. Izzy, that's a running joke through the show. We've never even seen that league, but apparently we're all in Man, it with Shane. Right. We're all in it. You, you, you helped me for the league, but he runs it and he makes all the money for it, right? We, we won the title last year. Equity sharing. Yeah, yeah. We won the title last year, but I just traded away Todd Gurley for Marquise Brown in a um, 2022 first. <laughs> you I didn't did? see that. I didn't see that one. When was yeah. that? Jeremy, did uh, you know that? <laughs> yeah, Gunther. Gotcha. Gotcha. I traded him Todd Gurley this year. Yeah. Is he uh is he was uh is he yeah, Izzy wasn't shy about he was rebuilding that team because it was under poor management prior to him getting there. Oh really? Cool. Yes. So I bought some pieces off of Izzy on my way to a title. <laughs> Um, yeah. And, you know, Izzy, we've talked about that on the show, too, about there being like those sections of the year, like the months. There's that ebb and flow of when you should trade and when you shouldn't trade, you know. But there's always the 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 outlier or whatever where somebody's sending you some of those picks and then you just have to do it because you're getting it. So obviously that's not a, a an end all be all for you. Right. I mean, if you get a trade that looks like you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Right. Yeah, I've just I've never. Okay, I, I don't want to say I've never, but it's a supply and demand thing. Like, how often do you get somebody offering you a twenty twenty a current first round draft pick or second round draft pick for X player, and it's a good trade for for you? It it just doesn't happen. I mean, people are trying to acquire the picks; they're not trying to give them up. And if they try to give them up, they're trying to give them up for way too much. So I've personally never had an auto accept on somebody giving me a current year's first round draft pick for a player. And I'm like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, you know, it just doesn't happen to do it. But on the flip side, I've had it where people have willingly overpaid for a pick and given me a player that I really like. Right. That's what I mean. So if that does come to you, then you will do it then. Yeah. If I think that. If I think that it's a offer that likely wouldn't get better in the draft, it's so good that it likely wouldn't get better. And if I don't accept it, they might go to like the next pick down with that. Yeah, I'll probably do it. It's rare, but I'll probably do it. Because it happens, especially in leagues with like Shane. When Shane starts sending offers, his head just spun around like a dog. Like, hey, he was called. Uh, you know, if he starts sending offers around and everybody declines them, then sometimes he makes adjustments on the trades that he makes. And sure. sometimes, if it's if it's such a good deal, you you got to do it anyways. You know, even if the part, if it's going to be so much better during the draft, if you can get an yeah. opportunity now, you still do it. There are windows. Yeah, so there's like windows. There's, there's a window. There's, the pick windows are after the combine. So after the combine, uh, yes. people get people get like super their, excited. Yeah, they get they get their chubs going right. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> so they they get going on on picks right after the combine because they think, oh my god, this class can be absolutely stacked. I want to get that 105, 106, 107, whatever. Um, and then on the flip side, there's a very small window of excitement where you might be able to get a discount on picks when free agency happens. So when free agency happens and 
uh, X player goes to, let's let's say, um, what do we want? What's your favorite? What's Amari your favorite phrase? Eagles. Okay, Amari Cooper <laughs> Eagles, right? So that Amari was quick. Cooper, Shane was right but, on it yeah, there. Bunch of wide receivers, so bad there. Let's say you're in a league with a bunch of you know Philadelphia Eagle fans, and <laughs> and you have Amari Cooper, and Amari Cooper goes to the Eagles, and Shane gets hot and heavy, right? He might <laughs> offer you. Uh, before he comes to his senses, he might overpay for Amari Cooper. I love Amari. Let me get yeah. you this. It's yeah, it's, exactly. So it's kind of like the little honeymoon phase, right? So people like their favorite time of being married is like that first week, and then like it's just slowly downhill. <laughs> so it's the same thing with with these types of acquisitions and free agency, and so on. so that's like the little window that you have, um, and then it starts to kind of like, like it's just not as exciting anymore after a week it's old news and they're focused on something else what about so, in the well, i'm sorry but what about in the combine if everybody sucked you know because that's happened over the couple happened. of years it's yeah. happened it's happened where players that everybody was so excited for and then they go into the combine and then they don't do as well always well, not everyone well, like, well, yeah. the big name there's guys ones. that always rise up there's, yeah there's risers and callers right so I, I think i think it you might go into uh, a combine and it's not as sexy as you thought it would be, but it's never to the point where people are now trying to give up their picks for less. Because never? You you think? I, I mean, like what? I, I'm not talking about the 101, but what about like the 108 and the 109? And you were all excited, and then you go to the combine, and then you're like, oh shit, you know, maybe you I know, should move it. You know, it's funny. The whole class dropped a little bit. Is that what you mean, Mike? Like the whole yeah, the, the, the yeah. Dropped a little bit, so you're thinking maybe my picks at the end of the first round have also declined in value. Exactly. Yeah. But he was going to say something. So I think a lot of us – I'm in leagues that are twi are Twitter dominant and then very non-Twitter. <laughs> so, And I can tell you that the Twitter values are different than yes. – <laughs> No <-Twitter>. question. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. On, the pulse on Twitter. Well, and I I think the big reason is is that there are very highly influential personalities in the dynasty community. Agreed, man. So, <laughs> what's that? Shame. I said agreed. It's absolutely the case. I mean, yeah. they influence the value of a player, like the, almost like in the stock market where you have um, the influence to buy or sell. Uh, just, you know, you have Evan Silva maybe uh, put something out there, and then the market changes for that player. That they're yeah. talking about absolutely happens for sure. So, like you know, Matt Hartman's a good one. He he did the reception, perception, reception, reception, whatever. Something reception, perception. perception. You're right. Yeah, whatever that's called. Um, great content. He's got really cool stuff. He usually puts out the guys that he likes, and those people take off. They do. Um, and the same thing happens in the combine. If if a lot of the big influential personalities go on, and it starts being a little echo chamber of Oh man, these first round draft picks aren't as valuable as they used to be. You know, you know, take advantage of that. Try to get rid of you know whatever that will change the value of the picks in the short term. So I think to your point, that was that's possibly true. I can't recall the last time it happened off the top of my head. Yeah, um, I'm not saying that it never happened. I just don't recall it being the situation, yeah, but it's definitely it's dramatic. But yeah, I mean, people definitely after the combine have thought, Hey, maybe I should sell these picks, uh, you know, now instead of waiting, like you suggested, because maybe it wasn't a great combine, but I, yeah, I've never seen on mass, like 
some crazy there's there are always players that we want to draft yeah. well, let me ask you this in our in our leagues now like, and i haven't seen many i haven't seen any trades where people are willingly giving up 2020 picks how many players did we expect to declare for the draft that didn't first round talents i'm so sad about travis etn still yeah, i'm really freaking sad about that one that's the one i'm most yeah. so i mean you're you're talking travis etn chubba hubbard um Devante, I can't ever remember his last name. Yeah, Smith. I honestly three. Kylan Hill was going to be a second round guy, a, a rookie. Maybe, guys, I'm guessing at least. Um, Eno Benjamin. Oh wait, he probably should have went back for graduate school. Never mind. Um, but yeah, I get your point. But even in this class, where last year's there's class, a there's a big name receiver. Now I'm drawing a blank. Who went back that shouldn't have? It was Devonte Smith. I thought. No, somebody else. I oh, think that, that's fine that he went back. Alabama. God, I'm, I'm I'm drawing a I'm drawing a blank. If I think about it, I'll say it. But yeah, there's probably about three or four that right that probably should have declared, um, or we wish that would have declared. Right. No, so that's Najee Harris is another running back. Ooh. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, Najee Harris. So, like, so he should have definitely not gone back. Yeah. So it's like four. Let's say call it four or five. And these are four or five likely mid. You know, I think ATN for me, he would have been really high on my board okay, but yeah. let's, let's call it mid to late first round picks probably four of them and for about 25 minutes <laughs> nice like people were like unhappy <laughs> with the draft class right? right oh this draft class isn't as good as we thought it would be yada 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 after that it's back to like it's it's almost like nothing ever happened well of and course the classes lately have been really deep. No, I mean there's well, a this class last yeah, year's not still, so much. That's still for, yeah, four that's first deep. round picks. So if last you think about it, receiver class was deep. If you think about it, you have the one twelve, right now. Four draft picks just went back to school. That one twelve is now worth. It should be worth the two hundred four. Hypothetically, right? right. If that's if right. those four players were pre one twelve. Your draft pick just lost a lot of value, but it, it didn't. Right. I mean, you're and but you and you're going to have guys every year that that kind of creep up. Like bad example because he he was absolute trash last year. But JJ Arcega Whiteside, or you'll have quarterbacks, especially in the super flex leagues, since that's what any uh, sane person plays in. You, you know, we're going to end up with five quarterbacks going in the first round in the NFL draft. So three of these guys that we didn't even think about, you know, like Jake Fromm or Jacob and someone like that's going to get pushed up the board because he gets picked in the first and no one saw it coming. It would have been nice if the other guys would have stayed in. Then it would have been the deepest class. Oh, I, 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 I don't think so. Like, I don't think there's any. So outside of the top three, like Tua, you got Tua mm-hmm. Burrow and um, what's his nuts? Herbert. Uh, Herbert. Herbert. So, those three are the only three that I could see going in the first round. Even if Fromm gets picked, remember Mitch Trubisky? Like he was surprisingly picked. What was it? Was it third overall second. or second overall? Second yeah. overall. So he was surprisingly picked second overall. He fell into the second round in a lot of rookie drafts. For us, like our listener league, our listener league is a sixteen-team league, and right. so there's there's uh, quarterbacks that go higher. Or in a fourteen-team league, in a super flex, there's quarterbacks that would go higher. Maybe in a twelve-team league, it may not, but there's yeah. there's still some that that go higher because yeah. of the super flex uh, setup of the yeah. league. Yeah, that's fine demand. Yeah, yeah, and not just that though. I mean, if you look at the last 
two drafts, we've had quarterbacks where 80% of dynasty Twitter, fantasy Twitter trashed them. Uh, Daniel Jones and Josh, uh, how old am I? Uh, What's his face? What's his name? Yeah, that guy. Um, Daniel Jones. Yeah, Jeremy is very hard to hear, and that's what I was trying to say before. I won't ask him any questions. Just mute him. So Josh Allen and and Daniel Jones. I think they could they they can help. I don't want to say help, but they give you hope for like, look, this guy was drafted in the first round, so the NFL must see something. He's at least going to get a chance to at least wash that Mitch Trubisky taste out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm just saying that's a bad taste to have in your mouth. Although he probably <laughs> missed your mouth. Horrible team last year. Not all of it was Trubisky, but I get what you're saying about quarterbacks. I wondered, um, was the wide receiver you were talking about earlier, Jamar Chase? Yeah, he, Chase. Uh, well, no, it wasn't no, because that's, no, he's a no, sophomore. He, he, he was he a sophomore. Yeah, no, it wasn't Chase. It was Ty, it was Tylen Wallace. Yeah, so Tylen Wallace was the guy that I was thinking of um, that a lot of people really, really liked. That could have snuck into the. He came. He was coming off a torn ACL, so I get why he went back. But uh, people are really excited about him um, potentially being a late first round rookie pick. So I was the receiver. See, when those just, guys then when then when those guys don't come in, that's the kind of thing where maybe you try to. I know you said it's a twenty-five minute window, but that's kind of an exaggeration. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, you could try to get rid of something at that time or wait till the draft, like you said. Well, it's a theoretical window because there's you have to find that owner that has a like kind of like a panic. <laughs> a panic attack. Yeah, a panic attack based on based on the situation, and it's not like people are sending emails to the league saying, "Guys, I'm really scared." Like, yeah. So you gotta you gotta either a really know your league really well and know who those people are, or b you gotta get super lucky and send <laughs> trades out to everybody in your league trying to get those picks. But it's needle in a haystack. Like you you don't know. So when I say it's a 25 minute window, it's it's theoretical because we we don't know who those people are and they're not actively sending out their picks. Right. Yeah. You need to reach out. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Izzy, we have, um, we have some trades to go over today too. Yeah. We Uh, need to talk about uh, those buddy. Yeah. I was going to say, are you available to stick around so we can go over a couple of these trades? Yeah, I, hopefully they don't involve me. No, <laughs> no, no, no. We and I never think... throw you under the bus. You like guys that, should but... do like roast sessions when you have your guests on. You should try to like roast them. <laughs> that would be really funny, except it could be kind of dangerous too. But well, except uh... that Shane's on our show. Yeah. <laughs> and he trades more than anyone else. Uh, yeah, we I we talked about we talked about My it. Kids the, do that all the time. Got him. We we talked <laughs> we we talked about it in the beginning of the show, but uh, yeah, there was even a poll on the internet today about who who's uh, the hardest to trade out of the three of us. But whatever. But go ahead, Shane. Why don't you what, tell? Whatever. It's what, me. Why don't you? Yeah, it's always you. What? Why don't you tell Izzy about this trade you got, Shane? Oh, okay. So, uh, Mr. Alcafas. Trade um, alert. Or Mr. Farrow. Oh, yeah. Trade alert. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Trade alert. <laughs> so this is what we call it. This isn't a super flex. I don't really know why I brought that up. Oh, Did you say it's, it is not a super flex? It, it is a super flex. Okay. Shane's not in in no super flex leagues. I'm in a couple. Smart. couple. But um, so this is a super flex league. Whatever. In English, super flex. On the one side, we have Derrick Henry and Marquise Brown. On the other, we have Allen Robinson and a 2020... 2.03. This is a 12-team league. 
Do you like uh, how, you like how I my phone just heard? I don't know if you guys heard that ding. <laughs> we did, yes. <laughs> that was actually the calculator. Perfect, perfect timing. Calculator. That was a trade calculator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Izzy oh, was really he he can't answer it himself. He's really putting in the calculator. I think calculator up. I think he. I think he. I think he's going to punch it in right now. He's yeah. like, I, I have the algorithm I have running. The I do have the calculator up. I always kind of have it up in the background, but um, it's. It's there uh, to make me smile. Really, I don't. <laughs> I don't use it all the time. <laughs> but that's awesome. Um, I can punch it in. But my my initial thought on a trade, like I'm not a huge uh, Marquise Brown fan um, good, good at all. On but I think I think in that side, I'd rather have the Derrick Henry side. Me too. Because I'm a huge. Der- I mean, that's it's kind of on brand. I love Derrick Henry. So um, and and I'm I'm not the type that overpays for the people that I love. But I think in a trade like this, you're still getting really good Derrick Henry value. Like well, Derrick at- Henry is better than Allen Robinson on By a lot, paper. In my and Marquise Brown, I would rather have than the 203. Are you kidding me? I would rather have the 203 than Marquise Brown. I would not. But I would rather, but it's a lot closer than yeah, the other Derrick two. Henry. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I get why somebody, I think most people would rather have Marquise Brown than the 203. But I nothing gets nothing gets me excited about a Baltimore Ravens wide receiver. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm not a big fan, but I just think that that side has more value. Like if you if you flip the picks right after this trade. Yeah, if it's best more. ball, if it's best ball, I take Marquise Brown in, in a heartbeat. Yeah. For me, I agree with both of you guys put together. I, I think Derrick Henry, I would rather have over Allen Robinson, but I agree with you. I'd rather have the 203 over Marquise Brown. Is that what and you did, for, Shane? You got only, Henry and for, Brown? No, no, I gave up Henry. Okay, but uh, Michael wasn't finished. Let Michael finish. Thank you. The, the 203 for only what Izzy was talking about. Uh, by the time the draft comes around, that 203 would be very valuable. So for yeah. Shane, the way I know Shane does his trades is every trade that he does, there's something else going on there. So if he's giving up Derrick Henry and Marquise Brown to get Allen Robinson in the 203, it's to get Allen Robinson and then probably move Allen Robinson, maybe, but he'll yeah, definitely yeah. move that 203. And the 203. Right, yeah. whether he moves it today or whether he moves it during the draft. And, and Izzy, like you talked about before, Right now, when you make a trade, there's no football for another like eight months or whatever. So all these trades that happen right now are just stepping stones for other ones for somebody like Shane. Maybe not everybody, but for somebody like Shane. So yeah, I get yeah. The, I get the I get the the thought process with the trade, but I don't think a trade like that you're getting. Okay, you're baking in the potential like you're you're forward thinking the trade, right? You're saying. Right. Well, in the future, I'll be able to X, Y, and Z. However, you're giving up so much current value in a trade like that based on yeah. my initial thought of it that even the gain that you would get from the 203 trading that later isn't going to make the trade even based on what it is today. There's too much of a gap in that trade to where, let's say the 203, you might be able to, to trade it for a hypothetical value of, let's say you can get like 110 type value. I don't think that's enough value gain to make up for the difference of Derrick Henry to Allen Robinson. Like I think uh, Allen Robinson's a fine player. The issue yeah. that Allen Robinson has is he's got really difficult resale value. Like his production is far greater on your team than you're going to get in trade value. Yeah. 
Um, You're like the Toastmasters version of me. That's I, I couldn't explain that like you did, but that's exactly. I mean, as far as value goes, that's exactly what I'm looking at. Like, I would expect to get more than the 203 in that trade. More, you, probably I, more than Allen Robinson. Yeah, and, and the big thing with Allen Robinson, the big problem with him is he's a polarizing player. Um, so you're you're the market for that player. If your intent is resale, the market for that player is, is a lot smaller than it is for highly productive other highly productive players in his tier. So it yeah. makes it really difficult. He's a he's not even an old player. I think he's going into year twenty seven. Yeah. Um, not actually like playing for twenty seven, but he's right. twenty seven years old. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Year so, twenty seven. That would make it. That would explain why his resale value would be so bad. But um. <laughs> I, for Allen Robinson, nobody's really chomping at the bit to get Allen Robinson in his low end wide receiver one production, even though it sounds like that's a he's a really solid producer, but he's old news and he's right. not high end production. So you're getting it's an inquiring. older, yeah, you're getting an yeah. older news type player, and you're not getting the sexy blow up games that required to get high end high end value for that player in return. What would so the he calculators ends- say about it? Um, oh, I yeah. punched it in. Yeah, put it in the calculator. The calculator has it uh, forty-three to th- to thirty. So oh it's wow! A pretty big difference. Yeah, yeah. that is yeah. a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, the difference between Allen Robinson and Derrick Henry is nine. So, and that nine is actually the difference between Allen Robinson and Derrick Henry is exactly the two hundred three. Oh wow! <laughs> so without, but 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 then, but if you're That's saying awesome. that, but wait, wait, if you're saying that, if you're saying that that it should be Derrick Henry for Allen Robinson the two or three, but if all of us collectively, all four of us, don't care about Marquise Brown, then it is pretty much an even trade. Then, but he, I mean, he yeah. no. even if no. we don't care about him as a as a player, he still does hold the, value. Which well, one of, of course, these are appreciating? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. But I'm just saying, for the trade that you like, did, I'm just saying, you know, that know it could be no, no, I get seen that way. And, and that's a really good point. So a lot of people do this, and it's the is really the the worst way to run a team. They say, well, I have a couple different things. A, I don't like the player. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Somebody else might, and they still have value. And B, uh, I have too many wide receivers. I have I have a lot of depth at that position, and it's like just because I have two rel- two Rolexes and no bike doesn't mean I'm going to trade a Rolex for a bike. So like, <laughs> like the, the the thought process is you you're sitting on equity. Treat the players like they're equity like actual like dollar call it dollars right right each player has an x amount of value in terms of dollars right Mm -hmm. they shouldn't have less value because they're less important to your team because the market says that they're worth x amount that means that there's somebody out there that doesn't have a surplus of requirements as you do that We'll pay you full price, yep. so don't give a discount. And people do use that to me all the time. Hey, you have like he's you're, he's not even in your top. You, you five have nine players. wide receivers, yeah. So yeah, well, yeah. Okay, so and I tell him, yeah, just because he's not in my top five, sure. But guess what? He's in your top two, so you're gonna have to pay for him like he is top two. Yeah, and I think I think maybe I've gotten jaded over the years of listening to Shane's trades, 
and knowing the type of way he deals with things. And maybe he's already tried to do it and he couldn't get anything for it, and that's what he did. But I think his uh, trading's gotten better. But you know what? The next trade that he has for us, which is Amari Cooper for Daniel Jones, that's actually really a good trade. Explain that one because this is much better than the one you brought up before. So super flex. Um, I have the uh, ginger god as my <laughs> one quarterback. Um, and then I Carson Wentz or Andy Dalton. I'm sorry, you lost me. There's and no way have, he's going to say Andy Dalton is the ginger I know, guy. I know. The and then guy. I have uh, my other quarterback in that league was the rapist. So um, Big Ben, allegedly. Who is Big Ben? Okay, we got it. Uh, yeah, so Big Ben, allegedly. So, yeah. yeah, I mean it's a super flex league. I love Amari Cooper. You know that, but I, this is a. I I've traded him a few different times. He's just. I, I know you're supposed to embrace variance, but his variance no. is too much. And you traded him for a a, a quarterback. I traded him for a starting quarterback. That's, and, that's uh, great. A starting quarterback who I fully believe can be a top twelve. Even if he can't be, you traded Amari Cooper for a starting quarterback. That's mm-hmm. a good start. Yeah. Did you offer that trade? No. No, actually. <laughs> well, how, uh, really? How, they came how after that, Amari. How did that? Um, how did that trade come 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 to be? So, Mr. Mosia, uh, Eitan from uh, Dynasty Diagnostics. Uh, yeah, he, right. Yeah, he, he, he was uh, trying to sell me Dak, who I do like Dak. I would have given up Cooper for Dak all day, but he wanted Cooper and Michael Gallup, which I wasn't willing to do. No. Yeah. No. Um, so, we went back and forth, and then eventually I just told him, like, go away, kick rocks. I don't want to make a trade with you. And then I thought about it some more. And I said, wait a minute, uh, I need a quarterback in this league. Um, so he I'll approached you first, correct? He yeah, did approach yeah. me, yes. Okay. Yes. So that, then that, that's uh, a big part, that's that. a big part of negotiations, in my opinion. But go ahead, keep going. Yeah. And then, you know, I just, like I said, I thought about it for a few minutes and I, I reached back out to him and said, uh, hey, Etan, uh, I would like to, uh, I would like to have your Daniel Jones and I will give you my Amari Cooper. <laughs> Good. So then you end up offering Amari Cooper for Daniel Jones, and I'm guessing he insta accepted. Uh, yeah, I mean we discussed it though. So okay. Yeah. Uh, here's here's my take on how that entire trade went down. Uh, <laughs> I I don't I don't like the trade for you uh, for a couple reasons. Um, one, Aton reached out to you. So he initially he wanted something, and that something was Amari Cooper. So you know that Amari Cooper to him is very valuable for whatever reason, whether it's he's looking for market value. He's probably not looking for a discount. He's willing to pay market value most likely uh, because he's the one that's inquiring about a specific player. Yep. Uh, the initial offer didn't meet your requirements, right? It was – Cooper and Gallup for Dak. It was right. It was too much. So the the issue is is you turned it into Aton offering you a deal to you now offering Aton a deal, and you didn't take into consideration that Aton wanted Amari Cooper initially. So you took Amari Cooper and you devalued him in a trade for Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is not – and I like Daniel Jones a lot. I think it's a really – he's a really good player to target this year. But I don't think he's a really good player to target for Amari Cooper because the – and I get what you're saying about Amari Cooper. He's very frustrating to own because he's 
not consistent. Right, Shane? Yeah. Is that kind of what you were saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, he's, he's very um, – He's got high variance is what you said. Yeah, and, and so, he's shut down against good quarter, any cornerback. Okay, so you've taken your perception of the player and your frustration with the player, and you've baked that into your valuation of the player, and it's not equivalent to the market value of said player. So – and I think a lot of people do that. I would say the vast majority of people do that. Um, once again, just because Amari isn't worth much to you doesn't mean that he's not worth much in the market. And just because you like Daniel Jones doesn't mean Daniel Jones is worth more than he should be. Like Amari Cooper for Daniel Jones is not an equal trade. It might be an equal trade in nine months you might be proven right with the deal that doesn't mean it's the right deal like if you if you fast forward nine months and amari cooper is tanked and daniel jones is a top 10 quarterback that doesn't mean that you made the right deal it still it still is a bad deal today and it still is going to be a bad deal later regardless of the outcome that's how i view it um you may have gotten bailed out by the future results and you may have seen something coming but that doesn't mean that it was the right trade to make and the reason for that is you're giving up a far more equity in the trade it's not an even trade and i get it you probably had a you probably had a surplus of receivers and you're hurting at quarterback so it's a supply and demand issue for you right there's a there's a small amount of supply out there and everybody wants a quarterback but that doesn't mean that Daniel Jones is worth Amari Cooper, regardless of the positional requirements of the league. Hmm. You know, so like, I if you would have reached out to him and you've been trying to pry a quarterback from him and you're trying to give him Amari, not knowing if he wants Amari, then I can see okay, maybe you're going to have to devalue Amari Cooper to acquire a quarterback. Yeah, different story but for he you. Was, he was already willing to give you a quarterback in a deal for Amari Cooper. So you know that he doesn't – he has a nice supply of quarterbacks. Nobody in Superflex leagues gives up a quarterback <laughs> without feeling like they have a, a supply of them, right? They can afford to give one up. So in that case, he's already devaluing the quarterback position, which is really difficult to acquire in Superflex leagues, by offering him out, especially a quarterback of the magnitude of Dak. Now you've taken a deal where he wanted Amari Cooper – and he's given up a significantly worse quarterback than Dak Prescott, who was initially willing to give up, and he still got the player that he wanted, and he got him for a su supreme discount. Hmm. And you have to look at it and say, I offer trades that are one-to-one. -one. I think Jeremy mentioned this. He likes making one-to-one -one offers. I don't know Aton and Urban and a I know Aton because he's, he's got a show on our, our, right. our, our, um, our channel. I've never been in a league with Aton, but my guess is Aton was trying to lowball you. So he was coming in with a ready uh, – uh, there was a room for you to negotiate that current trade, whether it was Dak and maybe you could have gotten a pick, right, whether it's a late first, early second, whatever. Maybe it's a second, and you could have given up Gallup and Cooper. I'm not saying that's a great trade for you. I'm just saying he was willing to likely negotiate that trade. You rejected that trade because you're like, okay, now it's too expensive. He values Dak too much. And then you tried to acquire the cheaper asset that he had, but you still gave up too much, if that makes sense. 
So no, now no, he no. got to keep Dak. He got to keep Dak, and he got to get Amari. So now he had both assets that are the two biggest assets that were initially being discussed, and all he gave up was an up-and-coming quarterback, which we don't even know if he's going to be legit. I think he is. I think he's going to be, you know, a QB one in the future. Um, I really like Daniel Jones, uh, but I, I like I said, I, I, I kind of got long like winded. And more oh in the trade for sure if he had just dealt dealt with Eton a little bit differently. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I'm gonna have to. Um, so I'm gonna go send out an offer to Eton where I get a uh, <laughs> offer him nothing, money. and he just gives me something back. I'm I mean, go Eton. You know, the only reason I the only reason I bring this up is because in it kind of in tune with what he's saying now, or I wouldn't have brought it up now, but based on what Izzy just said. I just traded away in a league where I feel okay with quarterbacks and I don't want Kirk Cousins anymore. Uh, and I was not confident this was right, but the guy reached out and he's like, hey, I'll send you DJ Shark for Kirk Cousins, uh, which didn't feel like it's definitely not good enough value um, because it's super flex. But I did end up giving Kirk Cousins up for DJ Shark and a pretty um, good 2022nd, like an upper third 2022nd. I... I really didn't want to do it because I hoard quarterbacks. I, I really wanted to get more than that, but I wanted a shark. I wanted another wide receiver. And um, I picked up that upper third 2022nd for him. And I just thought that was maybe even, or I lost the trade. And it's just a typical super flex league 12 teamer. Yeah. With, with cousins, it's a little, it's a little tougher. Yeah. He's a bona fide 300 pointer, you know, he's, it's difficult because Kirk Cousins will never have QB one value. Like he, even if he has a QB one year, yeah. people won't treat him like a quarterback. Like look at a guy like Stafford; he's perennially a QB one. Yeah, people view him he's as a QB two. Yes, so people view him as a QB two. With Kirk Cousins, he's not a perennial QB one, and people still view him as a QB two. So let's say he has a great twenty twenty; he's still going to be valued as a QB two. Okay. So you're really not risking a lot by giving up cousins especially if you have a deep stable um i think chark and a second is probably market value for cousins even though quarterbacks are extremely valuable in superflex leagues yeah glad um, you said it though because i was I, I just really wanted to get rid of cousins i did i just it was he see, was on my train like, i don't like train. that i don't like like that, that mentality to me is like like, I, there's a lot. You got to think in terms of value. Right? Eight dollars and cents. Is that yeah? I hate I a lot of players, and I love a lot of players. <laughs> I hate and love a lot of players, but I don't value them any differently because I hate and love them. If that they're assets, like, I get it. Yeah, yeah that's how. You like, I love Derrick Henry. I'll no oh, get a focus. Sorry, I love Derrick Henry. I'll never overpay for Derrick. I'll never pay overpay for anybody that I love, and I'll never undersell anybody that I hate. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. You know, I like that you said I probably broke even as, as far as market value now, parting with Cousins and getting Chark in the second. And honestly, I I did check with my um because it was close, and I wasn't sure if I should do it at that value. I checked with my co-host Shane and and uh, Mike because <laughs> I wanted to make sure they were they were good with that. And and they both said that they would make the same trade that I just made. So I mean, you know, if the four of us thinking it's market value and it's even i'm just glad, I'm glad cousins is off my roster i mean sometimes you have that guy that you want to get rid of yeah and that's fine you 
but you just as long as you're not desperate about it i think it's yeah yeah i I never presented it that way actually it was on my trade bait it was one of those things where i updated my trade bait Uh and a guy came to me and originally he offered me just you know dj chark and i couldn't come to terms with anything more than than chark in that you know upper third second Eh? i mean i i thought i broke even and i was fine with it yeah that's fine you know, before we wrap everything up, I, I wanted to ask you one last question. I have two offers in my box, and I'm not going to go into the offers, but the main player that's being gone after in both offers is Gardner Minshew. Uh, in both trades, the the person that's coming at me is coming for Gardner Minshew. What Jay do you, Gruden, baby. Yeah, what do you think, Izzy? What do you think about Gardner next year? I, I, I would be I, – he's a buy – he's not a sell candidate. Uh, he's a buy candidate. Um, yeah, you should not be trading Gardner because the the upside versus downside. So he's a lot close, and his value is so much closer to the floor than it is to the ceiling. Okay, and people love like he's a very likable player. Yeah, and that's the big thing to Dynasty. The more likable you are, mm-hmm. the more valuable you're going to be, regardless of your product. Like. So, like, what's a good example? I think the Gardner mania initially uh-huh. was, okay, he's putting up decent numbers, and people were overpaying for him because of the personality, like, who he was. Yeah, he's a likable guy, for yeah. sure. So, like, that's kind of, like, increasing his value because so many people like him. And they yeah. just want him. I just want him on my team. I really like him. It kind of happened with Baker, too. People really liked his personality, so they, <laughs> like, they were – deeming him the next coming just because I, i'm a browns fan i didn't like his personality but i did I like hate him. I yeah hate and, and shane is down there smiling because he really liked him too but, but i love it i think he's a tool and that but, was part of why I, I i didn't want to go into the full offers but i wanted to know what you thought for value wise yeah. with gardner no that's yeah. great what he's saying so, so it's i i would not be trading gardner Minshew in any league i would be looking to acquire him yeah like i said he's closer to his floor than his ceiling, and if he has a good start to 2020, he's gonna triple in value just because yeah. of Gardner Minshew. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. Like based on what I may have paid for Gardner Minshew in most of my leagues, even even if I didn't get him early, rookie draft early on waivers, like at his peak, I acquired him. He still has more to go. Like, yeah. I should hold on to him and let that appreciate and get more out of him. I'm thinking, and I do like what Jay Gruden um, brings to the table and what could potentially happen. So I'm probably not going to make much of a profit if I turn him now. I should wait. That's that's what that's my take on him. I own him in a few places, and I'm not moving him. But it's just because I expect him to appreciate whether that happens or not. It, yeah. It's funny. In both of the leagues where the person's trying to get him, in both of those leagues, I picked him up the off same of, guy. I no. Pi- no, no, no. But I picked him up off of waivers in both of those leagues. And in both of those leagues, <laughs> I unfortunately have Philip Rivers in both of those leagues. So, oh, so you, need, you need to keep <laughs> yeah. him for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, Rivers is done. But Izzy, I, we really appreciate you coming on tonight. We 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 love yep. everything that you said with your with your trade calculator and your your website and everything, and then also your insight in these trade offers. That was that was really no, awesome. I don't I don't like anything. I I I figured I figured Shane would like that. And and Izzy, I guarantee you that as soon as we're off, he may be doing it right now, but he's 
already sending offers trying to make based, some changes based, on, your based sure. on what you said that he did so uh, all of us knowing the way he acts that's what would happen but um <laughs> you know before we wrap everything up do you want to let everybody know where they can find you where they can find your trade calculator and all that stuff yeah uh you can find me on tw- like my twitter like it's not that i don't put out like really compelling content on twitter <laughs> i don't know i just I, there's so much there's so much there's so many people out there just spewing a bunch of stuff and it's all random yeah. kind of yeah, the of the podcast yeah i kind of have fun with twitter and I'll, I'll every once in a while i'll post something that's actually compelling from a fantasy perspective <laughs> um but I kind of save most of my stuff for podcasts and do, doing all that. It's just it's it's a lot easier to to yeah. speak and have a, a back and forth conversation than it is to do it over Twitter and right. 280 characters. So I don't like getting into that. Um, but you can find me on Twitter at DTC underscore is um, and then, you know, Dynasty Trade Calculator dot com. And then our you just go to our podcast page. Our podcast is Dynasty Trade, Dynasty Trade Calculator. Pod. We're obviously like the most uh, creative people in the world are our, our, our <laughs> podcast the tiny street calculator podcast website the tiny giant yeah and then and then my twitter handle is dtc underscore izzy like it's the most boring shit ever but yeah so i mean yeah i had a good time thanks and i'm a big fan a lot of you guys obviously shane i've I've uh, I've known you a lot longer than uh, these other two handsome gentlemen. That's <laughs> I've uh, robbed you in trades, therefore I love you. <laughs> no, I, I've only traded with them once. And no, yeah, we just uh, just early in the season too. I think. Yeah, it was it was yeah. mid season. I gave you girly for yeah, mid season, early well, season. That's a long time ago to me. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I'm a big fan of you guys. So and. Cool. I keep keep grinding. You guys will catch us because you're doing it once a week. So we're at one sixty five or sixty seven, something like that. So <laughs> not for like three weeks. Well, it was yeah, very. It I was don't appreciate that. And and it was great meeting you, Izzy. You know, yeah, we I've never met with you, but uh, but yeah, we're at one twelve, one thirteen. But but thank you. It's on Twitter, man. By the way, um, I, I do like your podcast, but like the stuff you do on Twitter is like right. Right, right in my wheelhouse. Um, I'm not a big Twitter guy either. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time doing more than retweeting stuff I like and here and there replying to stuff. But um, you're doing a great job. I really appreciate that you joined us and uh, um, everything you you brought was valuable. And uh, I'm gonna check out your calculator because I don't use them a lot. But um, I was very curious about how to use them as a kind of a seasoned dynasty player. And I, I think it's, I think it's got value to even us. I mean, Shane, Shane, you might want. Might want to hit that count. Apparently, I should have plugged both these trades. Yeah. I, I I agree with going back to what we said in the beginning. I think it should be valuable for everybody, whether you yeah, believe that you know what you're doing or not. Yeah. You know, you stick it in there, and you would get some kind of other opinion based yeah. on what you're I, trying to do. So, at my disposal, it's just yeah. another tool. Yeah. And another well, feature I forgot to mention. Um, I don't know if you guys have checked it out, but we just uh, with the latest update, you can now see player value trends. So oh. you can see what a player's value was back last year and every month thereafter. So hopefully here in like two or three years, we'll have nice two, three-year trends of player values and you can get to, sure. you know, just more cool stuff that you can look at. So That's awesome. Hey, yeah. thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for putting up yeah. with us. Appreciate you, Izzy. Thanks for yeah. joining us from your Again. hotel. 
Yeah, yes. no, yeah, anytime. This is probably where I'm going to be. If I come back again, I'll probably be at a hotel. <laughs> and that's all good with us. So thank you again you for coming, coming on. We're going to do um, a draft segment, and I want you to come back. We'll talk about it as a team, and uh, we'll get back to you. Yeah, I'd be happy to. That's awesome. Okay, and, right, and, and again, we talked before the show. If you're in Vegas or you're going to be around, let us know. <laughs> I will do, definitely. All right, thanks, Izzy. Right, Take folks. care, Izzy. Take care, buddy. All right, Izzy. See ya. Right, bye. Man, Izzy is an awesome guest. Um, that guy knows so much. The calculator, I didn't even realize how much that calculator could help seasoned veterans in dynasty football. I really didn't think about it. Um, I considered it more of, um, man, I want to say it, but like a crutch for people who've already been doing dynasty football. But I see it as a tool, much like ADP. Certainly for novices, they should definitely use it because um, it's a great baseline. But um, I, I definitely see the value in it. I'm going to start using it more often. And um, that guy is exactly like he is on Twitter. Just a, a great personality, somebody you want to know. And um, he usually follows back. He's just one of those characters that you want to be friends with in Dynasty Football. Yeah, he was a great guest. And Shane, I, I watched you, your expression on your face changed as he was going through the description of why your trade was not a good trade in his eyes, you know? No, no, no. It was, I, I, no, no, I don't mean in a bad okay. way. I'm just saying I watched your expression. and because you Shane was cool he was objective at the end of it. And he realized, you know what? I, I think Shane learned a little something from a, a different perspective, didn't you? Well, that's what I was trying to say. What I was trying oh, okay. to say is Shane really looks up to Izzy. Shane, he oh, said he, he Shane really looks up to Izzy. He really said it in his introduction of Izzy. So when Izzy started explaining about why he believed that that trade was not good for Shane, I was watching Shane's expression and his his mannerisms and stuff in in how he reacted to what Izzy said. And you, you seem to agree with his response to you, correct? Oh yeah, no, I'm not gonna lie, not at all. Um, I'm not. I'm a little. Uh... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but Tired? I'm pretty, uh, <laughs> nah. well, yeah, it's been a long week, man. I'm just going to say this. I'll put this out there. If, if you really want to make a trade with me, this is the week to do it. Cause there's not a lot of back and forth. The week I'm, to do it. I'm pretty, um, uh, pretty weak right now. So Aww. you can just get ahead and just take advantage of me. We're not going to take advantage of you, <laughs> but what we are, no, no, no. I like, I like Izzy's viewpoint. You know, it's always good listening to someone else, someone else's, um, especially someone as smart as him and someone as uh, respected as him. So you want to listen to what they have to tell you and, you know, you take it in some of it, you keep some of it, you don't, some of you agree with but whatever it's all something in your toolbox yeah i think he was a great guest so well yeah, since you are great. since you are feeling tired we do still have to do a patreon show so why don't we wrap this up and then we'll get to the patreon show so listen thanks for listening go check out our itunes account at dynasty trades hq give us a rate and review um, please <laughs> and uh send us some uh requests over at dynasty trades hq pod baby uh, for HQ3 and we will be making that announcement next week so thank you very much and uh, <laughs> Shane looks like he's falling asleep right now so we gotta hurry and do a Patreon show so everybody say goodnight and uh, thanks for listening and say goodnight Shane oh no no I have, I have new things to say so just you know uh, real life stuff just make sure whoever it is that you love out there that they actually know you love them Oh, I love you Shane yeah 
and really? <laughs> and I don't think he's talking about us, dude. He's talking no, no, about no, the people in your that. real life. Right. Tell people but in I your life that you love them. He's in my real life, and I love him. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Deuces. Bye.